on, give me a honk if you're here this morning. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, so if you want to tune in uh, to what's going on, 88.5 on your FM dial, uh, plus we also have the big speakers, uh, which are probably good enough, but 88.5 if you want to hear it on the FM, FM radio. Uh, we thank you for our online audience for tuning in with us today. Uh, the weather looks like it's going to hold out, so we're going to praise worship party in the parking lot. Uh, I was really trying to figure out how to call that this morning, you know, praise and worship something. My brain just wasn't working, so it doesn't matter. But, uh, hey, it is good to see a couple of our, our uh, friends out here. Uh, it looks like Steve's back from uh, 98 days, I think he said, on the water there. Uh, he, he, was, he was quarantining out on the water, I guess. No, it's just they wouldn't let him come home. And then Oscar, I think, was eight weeks. Yeah, and he finally got back. So praise God. Glad you guys are safe and you got back. And uh, so, but uh, we had one of our graduations already. Where's she at? She's back there. Oh, yeah. Come on now. So we had one of our graduates, and I think this week we got the rest of Marksville's graduating Tuesday and Wednesday. And so I'm hoping that when we do our first service back in the building, we do something for our graduates as well. And uh, honor them. Yeah, yeah, I knew you would honk over there. She ain't honking. She ain't even listening. She probably listens to some other radio station. Yeah, oh, she's laughing. Okay, she heard me. All right. Hey, so we're going to do a song real quick, and then we're going to come back and do, do some more announcements. Amen? Come on.
Jesus is he a friend of yours this morning hallelujah hallelujah listen so you can get out of your cars and stay by your vehicles or up here it doesn't matter as long as you keep your distance right the, the word of the year social distancing hallelujah I wish they'd delete that out of the dictionary but you know it's not going to happen so hey but listen thank you for coming this morning on such a short notice thank you for tuning in online around the world as well Listen, we're excited that we are finally getting closer to being able to worship in our building again. But you know what? This is still good stuff. Amen. This is still good getting to come together. Somehow we're going to have to figure out how to do horns in the building. Because uh, this is just, it, man, it gets you stirred up and, and going when we're doing this. Oh, you want a horn in the building? Oh, no. They clap off beat, but when they hit their horn, it doesn't matter. So he was saying we can just clap. I'm like, but people clap off beat, right? Okay, never mind. So... But listen, uh, Wednesday, it looks like it's going to be storming. If it's not raining, we'll be here, right? 7 p.m. We, we needed to move it back a little bit to make sure our musicians could get home because some of them didn't really even get to bathe before they got here after working all day. And, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of weird. So, uh, so 7 o'clock, I'm not telling who it was. Y'all hush. Uh, at 7 o'clock, we're going to be here. And uh, if it's not raining, we'll be in a parking lot just like this. If, if it is raining, we'll be online, but only for a few more weeks. Amen, only a few more weeks. So listen, I want to thank everybody that has uh, continued to give and to support the work here at New Life. But for those that are online here in the parking lots, getting them by mail, uh, God is blessing the church and we are able to do the work and we are planning on how we're going to do things even after all of this, how we're going to help the community. How we're already thinking of ways to, to do a better ministry in the community than we ever did before. So continue to pray with us, but I just want to say thank you to those that have been giving. Uh, and if you're online right now or you're in the parking lot, if you're in the parking lot, We'll have buckets at each exit. You'll be able to drop your offering in there. Amen. So you'll be able to just do that, or you can go online to newlifeag.church, and you can see giving right there. Uh, maybe you're watching us on one of the different platforms. They have a give button on all of those. So all you got to do is hit give, and you'll be able to go to the, uh, the church giving page as well. So we wanted to uh, just go ahead and announce all those things for you. Make sure you understood the change on Wednesday night. Because you know what happens is people tune in late just like they show up to church late. So we had to make sure we moved the announcements back a little bit. So, but anyways, anybody ready to do a little more worship today? All right, we're going to get ready. Hallelujah.
like love bugs just so you know I had a battle that entire song with a couple that were running around on my fingers I was trying not to squish so I had a battle just <laughs> now I don't know how you're gonna stay in your car when we do this next song but that's just up to you
This morning, come on. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? This is the sound of a dry bones rattling. Come on. This is the praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of a dry bone rattling. Yeah. Come on, Pentecostal fire. Come on, let's sing it. You ready? Come on. Pentecostal fire, stirring something new. You're not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. Resurrection power runs through my veins too. Come on, are we Pentecostal or what? Come on. Dead man walk again. Come on, we gotta get some dancing going. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of the dry bones rattling. Rattle. that power right now the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells inside of us the fire that you poured out on Pentecost we pray that it would be released once again into our cities Lord in our communities the healing power of God would flow right now upon these streets and in every home people that are here that are watching around the world that may hear it on the radio in the future let that power flow right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Come on, can you give him praise one more time? Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Whew. All right, you can try to grab your Bibles. I'm going to move up here for a second. Jesus. Oh, I don't need this. Yeah. Just as the storm that was rolled on the Hallelujah. Woo. Tell you what, I like that song. Hey, there's my notepad going away again. You'd think I'd have this thing memorized by now, but it's got numbers on it, I need. Guys, turn me down in these mains out here for just a second because it's way too loud and I'm feeding back. Hey, guys, so listen, I want you to go to your version Bible app. Up just a hair, guys. Yeah. Just a little bit up. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. There you go. Go to uh, YouVersion Bible app. Oh, I'm good. And find New Life Marshall. I'll be good. Yeah. And you'll find all of my notes right in there. If you've got the YouVersion Bible, just open it up, do events, and you'll see our live event right there. All your notes are in there. Different things. But we're going to go to the book of Numbers, chapter 22. Numbers, chapter 22. 
Good morning again, everyone. If you don't know, my name is Pastor Rich. Richard Newman, the pastor here, and I'm thankful that you've tuned in online or you've come to the parking lot with us. So listen, when all this is over with, you need to be back in a home church somewhere. I know that people are watching online, but you can't stay watching online forever. You've got to be connected to a family somewhere. And so after all of this, you need to be in a house, house of worship somewhere. Soon enough, you'll be able to do that. All right, guys, Numbers chapter 22. We're going to start in verse 15, but, but just go ahead and keep that whole chapter right there because we're going to do some jumping up and down. This is the chapter about Balaam and his donkey. If, you, if you've never read this, this chapter here is where the donkey begins to speak to uh, Balaam. But that's further down in the chapter. We're going to start right here. What has been happening is the children of Israel have come over and they have camped close to Jericho. And one of the kings is greatly afraid. So what he has done is he has come out and found Balaam. Or a Balak, I'm sorry, Balak. No, it was Balaam, because Balak sent Balaam. I was like, am I getting confused already? But that's okay, I found it. But Balaam, this is the first time we see him. We expect that he's a prophet of God, a prophet of some kind. Because in the beginning of the chapter, you see that they come to him and they ask him to curse the children of Israel. Because he can curse and he can bless. So this is the first time we see him. This is all we have on, on Balaam. But look in verse 15. This is now the second time that they've come to Balaam asking for him to do something. Look at verse 15. Then Balak, the king, sent other officials more numerous and more dis distinguished than the first. They came to Balaam and said, This is what Balak, son of Zippor, says. Do not let anything keep you from coming to me, because I will reward you handsomely and do whatever you say. Come and put a curse on these people for me. But Balaam answered them, even if Balak give me all the silver and gold in the palace. This is where we're at. This is our title right here. I could not do anything great or small to go beyond the command of the Lord my God. That's our title today. Can't go beyond the word, beyond his word. This sounds like he's a great man of God, if you, if you read that right there. Because he, he tells him, he says, it doesn't matter what you're going to give me. All the silver and gold and all these things, I can't go beyond the word of the Lord. I can't go beyond what he says. But look right here in verse 19. We're going to continue on. Now spend the night here so that I can find out what else the Lord will tell me. That night God came to Balaam and said, Since these men have come to summon you, go with them, but do only what I tell you. But do only what I tell you. So Balaam has told him to spend the night so he could pray about what he was supposed to do. How many of us do that, right? Right, something comes up, and we're like, uh, let me sleep on it for a night and pray about it. Yeah, we do that. Don't worry, that's going to come back and get you later. Just smiling at you. I love you. Verse 21. Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the Moabite officials. But God was very angry when he went. Now, didn't God just tell him to go? And now God's angry at him? So let's read this funny story in here. I always thought it was just hilarious. An angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. Balaam was riding on his donkey, and the two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand, it turned off the road into a field. Balaam beat it to get back on the road. 
So Balaam is beating his donkey because it is not going where he wants it to. Again, I go back to why was the Lord angry with him. Let's jump down to verse 31 because I, I don't have quite the time. Listen, this is a, a, a message right here that, that I'm going to record in multiple pieces and hopefully I can start today and start posting them on like YouTube or, or on our channel or something because there's so much more in here I think you need to see. But because we have a limited time here today, uh, I want to I be respectful of our time because I know you guys are stuck in your cars. So let's jump down to verse 31. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. The angel of the Lord asked him, What have you beaten your donkey these three times? I have come here to oppose you because your path is a reckless one before me. Now I want to ask you this. Do you think the path he's speaking about there is the path where he's going with the Moabites? That's what it sounds like. But this is the part right here where it, it starts to make more sense. The path he was going down is why God was upset at him. Not that he obeyed what God told him to do. Just remember that. You can underline that. Balaam said to the angel, oh, wait, let me go back. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away, I would clearly have killed you by now. But I would have spared the donkey. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I did not realize you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now if you are displeased, I will go back. Look at the angel. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, go with the men, but speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went with Balak's, Balaam went with Balak's officials. Jump back up to verse 18, and this is where I want to show you something today. And again, I wish I could spend more time building this out for you. Look at verse 18. But Balaam answered them, even if Balak gives me all the silver and gold in his palace, I will not do anything great or small to go beyond the commandment of the Lord. Now spend the night here so I can find out what else the Lord will tell me to do. I want you to read this entire chapter so you can fully grasp what I'm talking about. But this is what the Lord is showing me for us today in this. We are doing this exact same thing. And if you look at the season we're in right now, if we don't stop, we're going to go down a road that we should not have traveled on. We, we have allowed things in our lives that we know God is not satisfied with. We, we do things we know he is not happy about. Or an opportunity comes up. That we know God just wouldn't be excited about. Instead of saying no, I'm going to pray about it instead. This is what God was upset about. Right here. If you go back up to the very beginning of the chapter, depending on what version you read, you may read one is a diviner's fee, one is a prophet's fee. They were willing to pay him a fee to curse somebody or to bless somebody. And instead of saying no, he told him to spend the night and I'm going to pray about it. How many of us really need to pray about that? We don't. But how many of us are allowing things in our lives right now that is slowly degrading that area that we used to call off limits? Can I tell you that if we're not super careful in this season right now, we're in, in the last days and we are seeing things unfold right now. Again, I still don't believe this is a plague from God, but you need to hear me this morning. That there are things transpiring that are moving us further along toward that area. 
They're moving us along toward when, when God is going to call his church home. But the question is, is do you want to still be faithful there as you are right now? But if you continue on, just, just think about this for a moment. A lot of people have given up all of their freedoms to hide. A lot of people are staying in their homes right now, not because they're told to, but because they're afraid. They're fearful. I understand being cautious, but fear has begun to come into us and begin to, to eat away at us. And what we're doing is, is let, let's just talk hypothetically for just a second. I, I wanna, I've got to drill down into this for you this morning enough for you to understand where I'm coming from so you don't leave here being confused. What if, what if, I'm not saying it is, but what if this vaccine that they're going to force everybody to take was the mark of the beast? Just, just go with me for a second. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just trying to get you into the frame of mind so you'd understand what I'm saying for a moment here. A lot of Christians will take it out of fear. A lot of Christians would bow down and take this thing. Why? Because they don't want the virus to kill them. See, we're going down a road that we've got to choose every day who we're going to follow. Am I going to follow Jesus Christ or am I going to submit to the world? I can't go beyond his word. Yeah, but he also said that do not commit adultery. He also said, you know, don't murder. But yet we hate people in our heart all the time. And he said that if you hate people in your heart, that's the same thing as murder. Oh, well, I'll just pray about it. God knew my heart. Yeah, he knows our heart, and it's wretched. That's why we need the blood of Jesus to forgive us and to wash away the sins. But we are allowing ourselves to step in the area where things we used to not watch on TV are okay now while we're stuck at home 24 hours a day. We're allowing ourselves to be swayed over more and more and more and more. What if they decided in America that the church was unsafe? And the media continued to just push that agenda out. Do you know how many people that are on the fence would never enter those doors again? But they would walk right into Walmart and have no problems with it. Why? Because we're listening to the wrong voice. We should stop it in the moment that it comes in. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find examples this morning that you can understand me. We've got to be prepared one day when the world comes against you as a believer and says, this is now what you're going to do. If you look back in the history of the church, the reason there is considered to be a Protestant form of the church or arm of the church is because when, when Catholicism first came in, they took the pagan churches, closed them down, and forced the Christians to start serving there, to start worshiping there. They forced them to worship there, and they protested against that. And said, we're not worshiping in those places because there's idols in there and there's all these things. And it became a war. It became a, a holy war about where the church should be and all these things. Throughout history, you see that the first thing that happens in, in Nazi Germany, he began to go against the church. And slowly but surely, he chopped away the rights of the church. And the believers began to fall in line until we get to the point where we have trainloads of people being killed. I'm not saying that's going to happen in our country, but I'm telling you that if you don't stop sin in the moment it comes in your life, don't go home and say, well, I need to pray about it. 
wrong is wrong and right is right. Well, but I didn't feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're already so far past that that you don't feel it anymore. Your heart has become hard. Thou shalt not is still thou shalt not today. But it's a little white lie. No, it's not. It's a lie and it's sin and thieves and liars go to hell. Let's stop tautonising and, and it, it's kind of like a kind of like an alligator. You know, we, we keep betting it thinking, oh, it's going to be okay. And eventually one day it's going to bite your hand off. And we see Balaam right here. He had all this opportunity for, for money and all these things to come against him. And what did he do? Let me pray about it. Let me pray about it. Listen, praying is great. But by now you should not be on the bottle anymore. You should be able to discern right and wrong. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. And the most basic things in our lives are thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not eat of the, these certain foods. And, and we just allow all of these things to happen. Guys, we're moving into a day where this may actually happen in our lives. And what are you going to do about it? You know, we were talking uh, the other day about this. You know, are, are you going to force your children to do this because you don't want your children to die? Because according to the media, all the kids are dying. Whose report are you going to believe? Like we talked about Wednesday, whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to stand with the Lord and say, whatever comes against me, I'm going to stand and I'm going to stand till I can't stand anymore? Because the book of Revelation says those that overcome by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb will get the overcomer's crown of victory. We'll have that crown. But if we submit to what they say one time, we'll submit twice and we'll submit a third time. And we'll, eventually we'll find ourselves down a road that we don't want to go. He said, worship me, I am the Lord thy God. Right now all of the, the sports and all these things are gone. But guess what's going to happen? They're going to come back soon enough. And then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, well, there's a good football game on today, Pastor. I can't come to church. Oh, there's a good football game today. I can't do this. Oh, my life is too busy. Listen, if we don't take this time to change who we have become and get back to our first love, we are going to find ourselves in a place that we do not want to be. We do not want to be. Look at this. Go, go down to Matthew chapter 22 for me. Matthew chapter 22. I want to I show you some things in here. We have to become believers that are solid in the word. Because if we don't know the word, how can you have something to balance what the world says against? If you don't know what Jesus taught, how can you say I'm following what the word of God says? And if you, and if you think I'm crazy, look right now in, on Facebook in the news. You've got churches coming against churches that are starting to reopen You've got churches coming against churches that aren't reopening. I, I read something uh, just last night about a church that these people left because the guy came to the pastor and said, you missed the Lord because you closed down your church. And I've heard of people doing the complete opposite. Where is that coming from? They both think they're being biblical. They both think they're following what the Lord is saying. Is, is there two voices or one? What is the Lord telling us? I guarantee you he's telling us to be faithful. He's telling us to be steadfast in all that we do. Look at this in Matthew 22, verse 21. 
For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days have been cut, if they had not been cut short, look at this. If they had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, that's the believers, those days will be shortened. Don't tell me I can't be swayed and I can't be turned off. Because Jesus Christ himself said that if the days would not have been cut short, even the very elect, the believers, could have been swayed. How does that happen? Inch by inch. Foot by foot. All of a sudden you're doing things you never thought you would be doing. All of a sudden, you're in a place. How how does it happen that people that have been preaching the gospel for 40, 50, 60 years all of a sudden walk away and say, I don't think God's real anymore? Why? How does that get there? Inch by inch. We allow things into our lives that we know he's not happy with. We know we should not do. Listen, every one of us, God has given instructions. You know, there are things God does not let me do. They're not in the Bible. God has just told me, I don't want you doing those. He to know not to do it and does it anyways, it becomes sin. Why does God not want me to do those things? Because he knows the struggles I've had in my life and he's trying to protect me. That's it. I don't read any more into it than that. He is well able to take care of me. But why put me back into a place? My God understands who I am. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive for the sake of the elect. Those days will be shortened. Look at this. And at that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So see, I have told you ahead of time. Church, we've got to open our eyes and make sure we're walking on the path God has called all believers to walk in. You are not that special that he's letting you walk on this little path by yourself. These prophets are not these special prophets that only they're the only ones that can hear the voice of God because he releases it to his prophets, not his prophet. We've got to pay attention. And we've got to stop using the excuse that, oh, well, I'm just going to pray about it. You know the Marine Corps have this saying. Any Marines, former Marines out here? Okay, good. I heard this from a recruit from boot camp. You know what the Marines are taught in boot camp? If you have to think about it more than three seconds, don't do it. (laughs) That's what they're told. If you have to think about it for more than three seconds, don't do it. And you know what? In our spirit, we know what's right and we know what's wrong. If we open our eyes and we allow the Holy Spirit to convict us, we will know right from wrong. If you do right. Because I can promise you, the more you say no to the moving of the Holy Spirit, the prompting, the less he's going to do it. So we need to repent to the Holy Spirit of God and say, God, forgive me for disobeying your Holy Spirit when he's trying to protect me, when he's trying to guide me. He's trying to, to keep me out of the troubles that you have told me about. You know, Brother Ron Paul used to say that, I just want to be a donkey for Christ. Some people wouldn't understand that saying. But you know what the donkey was doing? He was trying to protect Balaam from going somewhere he shouldn't have been. Listen, the family of God should protect each other. The family of God should protect each other. I'm not beyond that, and if I'm not beyond it, then you definitely are not. Go talk to my wife. 
when I'm getting close to that edge, she'll come over there and say, ah, 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 mm, mm. we call it talking them off the ledge because all of a sudden you get mad about something or you want to do this. And, you know, I'm not talking about just crazy sins. I'm just talking about like I'll get upset about something and, and I'll start talking to her. And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah, I see where you're going with that one. Use me, Lord. Just use me. Let me be your instrument on this one. That's what we, we talk about, talking us off the ledge. Every one of us need each other. But here's the problem. If you don't study the word and you go up and try to tell somebody that something's going on in their life, what do you have to justify it with? We've got to know his word or we don't know where the boundary is. See, like there's a piece of tape right here on the ground and, and there's another one right there that, that the media guys have put up so that I don't walk beyond it and get out of the television camera. And you know what? I know where my marks are. They're clearly defined marks. God has given us clearly defined marks in the word. And if we will allow his word to speak to us, we will never go astray. Listen to me. You will never go astray. Because the Bible also says that you are drawn away into sin when you follow your own lusts and desires. And if you're not submitting to that, if you're following his word, that doesn't mean you won't sin. But it means you're not going to go down a road. Because remember, sin takes you down a road, takes you further than you want to go, costs you more than you're willing to pay. Go over to 2 Corinthians 13. I'll kind of wrap this up for you today. Like I said, there's a whole lot I'm, I'm trying not to put in. I'm trying to follow my notes because I, I could sit there for hours and just show you what I see God saying in this as, as end times. I, I'm not an end time preacher. I just never something I, I'm, I float in very well. But I see things coming up right now that we have got to prepare ourselves for. We've got to prepare ourselves and make sure that we are ready to stand in that battle. 2 Corinthians 13, chapter 5. It says right here, chapter 5, or chapter 13, verse 5, I'm sorry. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail the test? I like that verse. You know what I really wish he would have done, though? For someone simple like me, I wish he would have given me test number one, test number two. Test number three, test number four, whatever they are. So I could say, yes, Lord, I, yes, I'm working, definitely F, yes. I wish the Lord would have done that for me because it would have made my life a lot simpler. But I know this much. If I follow his word, I'm not talking about being legalistic. I'm talking about the fact you know, there's all kind of different mentalities. I'll just pick on this one for a moment. I'm not judging anyone. I'm using an example. There's a lot of people that practice Halloween. Oh, well, I prayed about it. Can I tell you as your pastor, you're still not hearing the word of God? I'm just being honest with you. I'm not, I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you the truth. Oh, well, we're redeeming it. It don't need to be redeemed. It needs to be killed. There's nothing good about dressing up in some, well, I dress up like Jesus. No, you're not. You're putting on a costume, faking who you are, going out on a night that the witches love, that they curse. It, it is a demonic event. 
If you really want the candy, go the next day. It's really cheap. Buy it for your kids. It's like 10%, you know, of what it you cost you. But yet we say we prayed about it, and it's all good. But yet we're, we're setting out there making things good that God said was bad. Because if you search it back, you will find out there is nothing good about that day. But we're redeeming it. No, you're not. You're making an excuse so your kids can have candy. And I'm just being honest with you. If you research it, you will never, ever make your kids go to this. And you could do that with a lot of things that we do. That's why we don't do Halloween here. I will not participate in Halloween. No form of it at all. Because especially the children don't know the difference. And here's always the thing that I tell people with that. If I dress somebody up on December 25th in a red suit and black shoes, who is he? To that five-year-old. That's Santa Claus. No, it wasn't. He was dressed up in a costume like somebody else, but he wore a red shirt and, and black boots, and they were fur. To those children, they can't tell the difference. As parents, we need to teach them truth. We need to be in our word. Separate yourself, it says, from the world. Don't be like the world. Separate yourself. Oh, well, they're going to not like me. I don't care if they like you. The most important thing to me is that you make your into heaven, that your book is written, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You need to evaluate the things you let in your homes because I can promise you if you let this small one, you will let this one, and you will let this one, and you will let this one. It's just human nature. It's just human nature. And stop using the excuse, and I'm fixing to close it out for you. Stop using the excuse that God knows my heart the word says your heart is deceitful. If you're going by your heart, you are definitely not going by the spirit. Your heart is deceitful. Your mind is evil. You need to be led by your spirit. Because if you could follow your heart, you wouldn't have needed Jesus Christ. Oh, well, it's a redeemed heart. It's been washed with the blood of Jesus. Go find it in the word. Just remember, he sounded very spiritual. By saying, I'm going to go pray about it. But God was upset at him. So guys, we've got to learn the word. And we've got to learn where his word stops and says, don't go beyond this. Oh, well, I'm mature enough to handle this. I'm mature enough. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't go stepping in the middle of the road just to prove you can in front of a truck. There's no reason to. In these days... We've got to understand the word and we've got to pay attention to what our God is telling us because if we don't, we will find ourselves deceived and we'll find ourselves standing in a place that we never wanted to stand. So listen, I want to ask you this morning, if you're here this morning or you're watching online, I want you to know this, that Jesus Christ loves you and he's not here judging you because he said he did not come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world. He is not here judging us. The things that we do wrong in our life, he will forgive us. And he wants to forgive us and he wants to teach us the right path to walk so that we can bring glory to him and that we could be in heaven with him one day. The word of God also tells us that we should pray a prayer. Confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Confess with our mouth that we are a sinner in need of someone to forgive us. We are in need of forgiveness. And we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we ask him to forgive us. And we say it with our own mouth. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He was crucified, he was killed, and he was buried, and then he came back to life. He came back to life, and now he sits at the right hand of the Father. You know, Jesus appeared to over 500 people 
after his resurrection? 500 accounts. He is real and he is alive. He's not buried somewhere. So this morning, if that's you, I want you to pray that prayer. Just confess it. It's not what order it's in. It's the fact that your heart, you're saying, Jesus, I need you to be my Savior and my Lord. Forgive me of what I've done. Cleanse me with the blood that was shed. Make me new again. So listen, if you're here in the parking lot or you're watching online or, or even if you're watching down the road, I want to help connect with you. I want to help you to be discipled. I want to send you a book. If, you, if you've received, received Christ as the first time or maybe you rededicated your life, I want you to grab your phone and text the number 59769. It's 59769 and just put the word grace. I want to send you something. 59769, the word grace. If you're here in the parking lot, listen, we've been having people do that each week. We've had them online. We've had them. I've had them on the radio broadcast. I've, I've had them here in the parking lot. And you know what? It, it's exciting to me that we're being able to connect with people. And I, I mail them a gift and also connect them up to Right Now Media so they can have something to watch while they're home to help disciple them. 59769, the word grace. Amen. So listen, I want to pray for us this morning. Guys, I just, for, I, I feel a stirring in the spirit that, that we've got to protect ourselves and we've got to prepare our hearts. I believe we need to prepare our hearts for, for things that are going on in the world right now because deception is coming and deception is happening as we speak right now. And if we're not ready, we will find ourselves in places that we never wanted to be. So let me pray for you this morning and, and then I'm going to dismiss. So Father, we, we thank you for your word. And Lord, I pray that every one of us would, would receive your word today. Lord, plant it deep in our hearts and let us begin to, to chew on it and begin to meditate on it that our lives would be forever changed, that we would be more like Jesus Christ in all that we do. He never bowed his knee to, to man. He never allowed the temptation to draw him away. And he knew right and he knew wrong because he knew your word. Let us become more like Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to protect us as, as your family, Lord. Protect us, Father God. Protect our homes right now from sickness and disease of any kind. Lord, and I continue to pray against this virus that it would die, it would go away, we would have no more effects on it, and that we would be able to come back to a new normal, a way of serving you and giving you glory even greater than ever before. And I ask you this in Jesus' mighty name. And if you agree this morning, I want you to say amen. Amen. Hey, guys, y'all can stop the stream. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.